0: Hello and welcome to the Tech Startup Show. In this episode, I speak to Kiel van der de Vevee, a startup writer. He is sharing so much of his writing expertise on topics from how to write good copy to effectively marketing your writing. We talk about managing your time as a freelancer, writing consistently, creating a routine for writing, content creation, and so much more. So let's get right into it. firstly Kiel thank you so much for your time today it's such an honor to have you on the podcast can i just ask a bit about yourself
1: yeah sure uh, thanks for having me charles um so i write online for companies so i'm um, in some ways that's um, what people call a copywriter but i think i do a little bit more than that i also ghostwrite
0: sometimes or write content for for blogs and what got you into writing for for startups so
1: i tried to get a long story short i started writing professionally about a bit more than three years ago and you know first i just accepted whatever job i could get that would get me paid and then i've always been interested in, in investing since like since a long time ago but like more like stock investing and everything and then you know gradually i started reading more about like investing in startups and about building companies like bootstrapping and startup companies. And then I worked with a startup in Singapore yeah um, someone in my network last year. And that really got me going to continue working with startups and really trying to focus
0: on, on helping startups with their content. And working in an industry like FinTech and VC, Do you ever experience imposter syndrome? And if so, how do you deal with that?
1: Um, Yeah, so I've worked with a few fintech companies and still I find that fintech is a very like broad sector. Mm -hmm. Like I've worked mainly with payment service providers, but then a lot of fintech also goes in the direction of blockchain and Web3 and everything. And I don't know, a lot about those things. So I, I try to stay away from those fintech jobs as well. Is that a buster's turn Yeah, maybe, and, or maybe just realizing that I don't have time to just learn about all these different aspects of, of fintechs and, and trying to keep up with
0: everything. Hmm. So you're really focusing on the startup world, sort of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, how did you come to that decision? So how, how does it work? How many projects do you work on at a time? Uh, yeah, that can really
1: depend on on the type of projects I'm working on. So, um, for example, last week, I think I worked with, in the past few, two weeks, I probably worked with four or five different clients. But then um, at the end of last year, I was working with a startup from, from Singapore, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think they were my only client for a while because I was doing like four hours per day with them and I wasn't actively looking for more for more work because I was doing just four hours and then I had a few well I had one or two other regular clients that sometimes gave me like a a small assignment so maybe I was working like so one week with one client and then the next week maybe two or three because I was not looking for more and now it can happen that I'm working with four or five at the same time depends on, on the scope of the project yeah.
0: How long are those projects usually? Are they short term or are a lot of them more long term?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a mix as well. So um, I've worked with companies that are more like a bit on demand. So it's like I'm in their pool of, of riders, let's say, and when they need someone, they contact me. So that could be twice a week. That could be once a month then I've got clients that are more or less regular where I write like one blog post per week or every other week but I've also done uh yes last week I've also done like a one-off job where which was but was just like one hour of work and ideally I tried to avoid avoid those but um I, I hadn't much to do that day and they reached out it was easy communication and got started straight away so it's something I I took on that moment, but ideally, I would avoid those like one or two other projects.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have you ever considered outsourcing some of the the client outreach?
1: Yeah, I have. Uh, for a while, I think about three or four weeks ago, I things weren't going so well for me, so I wasn't having that many clients at the moment, and I realised I should start pitching more to get my name out of there because this was more or less the time um so I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of background so I was working with this client from Singapore which was like almost um the only thing I was doing because they paid well and and it was a part-time commitment then I moved to to Peru to my family and they moved to a new location which was a little bit outside the city and Peru is not United States or so Europe where there's a good internet connection wherever you go and their new house was like, one hundred meters, just away from internet connections. But it was like a not an area where you would just go outside and sit with your laptop. So like for a month, I did very little client outreach or even client work because I just hadn't decent internet connection. There weren't many things I could do. So after that, I came back to a place where I could do work and. I didn't have much work to do and that's when I realized like okay I should start networking a lot more pitching a lot more I should get like back on track you know and um, at that time I was considering I don't like this entire pitching idea and I should maybe outsource some work and like get someone to find 30 or 40 or 50 companies for me that I could work for. So I did not have to do all like the Googling and find like, okay, this is an interesting company. Maybe I should email them. But in the end, then things started to work a little bit better. I started finding more companies on my own and I didn't do it.
0: I didn't outsource it. So what is the main bulk of the projects you work on? Is it copywriting or is it ghostwriting? Or, you know, what was sort of the rough percentages of each?
1: I think the majority is. Um, blog content or just articles for their website for their for their blog sections or, or then maybe they're used as as landing pages in a way so I'd say a website content in like in the different aspects of articles blogs landing pages that's mm-hmm. probably 80% of my work and then then sometimes it's a bit of ghostwriting for Twitter or for LinkedIn and then um, what else sometimes it's a little bit of copy editing as well Or like a landing page review, yeah. Those are like the smaller projects. But that's that's you know I like all of these things, and that's why I I decided I want to be more of a like a content writer or content even like strategist for startups because startups often, especially in the early stages, they can't afford to hire. Uh, a writer for this a writer for that like all these different types of writers so i can kind of combine all these different interests in in ghostwriting and blog content and everything for the same company
0: yeah so your intersection is really writing combined with startups and vc world is that is that sort of right
1: yeah that's 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 the aim yeah Mm
0: -hmm. and the landing pages you review and I guess copyright for as well. Mm-hmm. Are they are they fintech and um, startups as well?
1: So it's something I'm I'm still trying to find my way into. So it's a bit the landing page reviews are a bit harder than expected. And I've been talking with a friend about this who has like the same goal of, of reviewing landing pages, and it's been really tough for him as well. So so we're not sure why this is happening. It's something we still need to figure out. But the few reviews I've done have been mostly for friends in in different in different areas, so they have not been that focused.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess, what are your top copywriting tips for landing pages?
1: Yeah, so uh, let's let's um, approach this from an angle where, where I see what the biggest mistakes are. So many companies, I say that they've got, of course, the above the fold section, the hero section, where they've got um, maybe no call to action button. So that's a, that's a big mistake. So there that, that should be definitely like one button there that, that allows people to move on to whatever it is that that company wants. And then the second mistake is maybe if they have that call to action button, it's kind of like floating there in space. There's nothing around it. And it's an easy fix to just put some social proof around that button and say, hey, for example, we had 100 signups last week or um, just putting a name out there, Elon Musk is a user or this big company, um, Coca-Cola is a user, something like that. Or maybe it's something different and it's something like no credit card needed. So just something that, makes it easier for people to click and another mistake is that many companies talk about themselves like we do this but when you go there as a reader or like a website visitor maybe you're interested in what they do but you're more more interested in what you can learn from them you can get from them so it's just like changing the perspective of the of the headline to from something like this is what we do this to this is how you can benefit or this is what we do for you these would be like the three easiest fixes i guess uh, when you're working on a landing
0: page and where do you get your ideas for writing more generally
1: where do you get my ideas from i don't know i don't have a fixed like place i go to for ideas i Draw ideas from my experience, from reading, from what other people say online. Things I then dis- I disagree with. Um, so the blogs I read, tweets I read, maybe things I see on LinkedIn. And then when I'm really stuck, there's this thing, uh, which a few people have written about, which they call a content creation grid. I can I can draw it up for for a second, so I, it helps me explain. So. When I like, want to write something, let's say a LinkedIn post, and I'm, I have no idea what I want to write about, I draw up this content creation grid, and it has four columns, so it has four columns. And on the left, it says uh, four different things, which are actionable, aspirational, analytical, or anthropological. So there's like four different approaches that you can have to to your piece like is it going to be actionable advice is it more are you going to analyze what someone else do, does is it more going to be aspirational so like more the the motivational things like the the platitude-ish things that that people write anthropological is more about like why people do this so that you pick one of those four then on the second column we move on to, to a few topics those could be, for for me, so topics of interest for me would be social media, content writing, Twitter, writing in general, football, um, getting ideas, being more productive or prolific, writing newsletters, being consistent. There's a, like some content um, or topic ideas. Then in the third column, we've got all different experiences. So things I've experienced and which you can then fill in. Like For me, it would be Uh, spending a few months in Uganda, coaching, living in Peru, living in London, getting my first job, freelance working, launching a product, audience building, university, and so on. And then in the final column, the fourth column, you pick an approach to, to what you're going to write. So are you going to approach this as these are some failures about this topic, or this is some advice, or this is how I did it, or this is a before and this is an after, or... What oh, is a paradox and then you you know you mix one idea from from these four columns what i usually do is i just go to google and ask for like a random number between 1499 and uh, 4999 so for example it comes up with 2537 so just look at the column and it says okay 2002 is aspiration of 500 number 5 is football and then what i say 97 so 9 would be like school and then seven would be observation so i'm just going to write something that's related to football school observation um from what 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 was it from an aspirational perspective well that wouldn't maybe not that would probably be a bad example for my audience so i'd probably redo the exercise you know but to give you an idea
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's a really interesting way to generate ideas and i guess what tools do you use as a freelancer and as a writer? I use a bunch of tools.
1: Actually, ironically, I'm, not. I'm going to throw in a little bit of self-promo if you don't mind. So I, I set up a welcome series uh, for my newsletter yesterday, and in the I think in the third mail I just meant I think I mentioned almost all the tools that I use, most of them at least. So, uh, what are some tools that I re- use for writing? Is going to be just simple pages or Google Docs, most of the time. But then there are a few interesting tools that, that you can use to like reword things or when you're stuck. So there's Power Thesaurus, for example, which is a really good thesaurus and gives you like ideas from what other people use, um, like to say things differently. And I think the cool thing about it is that it's not re- restricted to just one words. You can also type in a phrase and then it will give diff- different phrases. So that's an interesting one. Then there are a few websites where you can get, you um, can get examples like from email copy or just marketing ideas. Um, I have a known like folder as well in my Evernote, um, in my Evernote app, where like uh, headlines they like or ideas for tweets, or where like paragraphs that are really well written. That I can then read and like try to adapt something that I'm writing. I need to use it more, but these are a few tools that I have. Um, yeah, that would be the main thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, and you use Evernote. Yeah, do you also use Notion? I
1: don't use Notion. I just, I just can't. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. can't. I just can't make it work for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do you stay so consistent when writing?
1: I had consistent how.
0: I mean, producing so much content as you're doing on Twitter, on your personal blog, your newsletter. I mean, how do you produce content consistently every single day without having to like wait for motivation or wait for inspiration to strike?
1: Yeah, um, so sometimes most of the time i'm just figuring things out as well you know i've got to be honest Mm -hmm. but what i do for twitter where i'm think i'm most consistent is i schedule quite a lot of tweets and then when i'm really out of ideas for what tweet i look back at in the past and i just look okay what did i tweet six months ago or like a few months ago and what were the best tweets Can I now rewrite those tweets and maybe add a little something new? I'll I'll say a little bit better. So a lot of the time when I don't really know what to say, I just look at what I've said before, and I try to rephrase it. I'll say a little bit better, add something new, or I look for people that give, that give like ideas. Like write something about that. So now I made a file, Um, like I've got this idea box, uh, which I briefly mentioned, where I have like. These are some great lines. Um, these are some great paragraphs. This is, how, there are some good headlines. Um, these are some, 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 what's it called, social starters. So things like to start like a social media post with. These are some very cool stories. And these are some tweets you know, templates. And then you can just look at the templates, for example. And one says, um, share something you do different than most people. So I then think, okay, what do I do differently than most people? And, and there I've got a tweet idea. So I just um, schedule like 20 minutes, maybe or 30 minutes once a week to make sure I've got enough tweets scheduled. And then I use these different sources of inspiration to make sure I've got about 20 or 25 tweets for that week. And in terms of writing from my own personal blog, I've, I've got way too many ideas. So that, that's never going to be a problem.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and do you have like some sort of routine for writing and for getting into the into that flow state almost to write um because you know as a beginner writer i often struggle with Mm -hmm. with finding the motivation to write and i always i mean i often procrastinate and say you know i'll do it later when i feel more motivated or in the flow state what is your advice on that yeah yeah i think
1: writing like writing itself is not such a big issue i think the biggest problem is that we look at writing as this like one big thing of starting from zero and having a finished product but actually writing starts with doing your research making your outline and that's, I think, for most people, or definitely for me, the, the, like, the more boring part sometimes, because you don't have a direction. It's just like, I need to get this thing written, and I'm not even sure what I'm going to write. So then it's really important to just say to yourself, okay, I need to like break this up. I'm not just writing this article. I'm not writing right now. First, I'm doing some research, and I'm saying, okay, this is what I can write. This is what other people say. These are my ideas. You start creating an outline, okay? This is what, this is going to be the introduction. Then this first section, we're going to talk about this. Maybe these are a few topics or these are a few subheaders. Then second section, you get an outline. And then you know what you need to start researching because you already know what you're going to talk about, where you have ideas, where you need more inspiration or where you need more fixes or, I mean, more like data or something. Then you start doing your research. And as you're doing your research, I just often, I just... Like, write down a few words, write a few sentences, no matter how it looks. Like, it's it's not important how it looks, if it looks great, or just a few keywords, just like a loose sentences. Sometimes I just copy paste an entire paragraph that looks interesting. Just drop it there. And as you're doing that, your outline may change a little bit because you're finding these new ideas. But then at one point, you, you get confident that you've got enough data, you've got enough research, and you can, easily turn like those 500 600 words of research and and snippets into solid like 1000 1200 word blog posts (coughs) sorry and that's when i usually take a break and i tend to go then to to cafe or something like a coffee shop or go somewhere buy a coffee install myself there sometimes without internet connection and like for the next 30 45 60 minutes i'm just going to write this like no distractions there's no family around there's no like chores around it's just like me and the text. And, and then writing then, then you get in the flow because it's just okay bought a coffee can't sit here for four hours with my coffee and not drink anything text written and it goes a lot better then. it's just because you've done all the preparation it's just turning those words or ideas into a solid blog post. And then after that, I'll probably read it three or four times again. But I can do that at home again because then it's shorter. Like it's like four times ten minutes or fifteen minutes. Just go through it, see if everything flows well, and some like typos and things those kind of things. So yeah, the the, the secret is really splitting, splitting the task up into research, outlining, writing, editing.
0: And what is your standard blog post length?
1: so for most most clients the standard length is about 1200 words when i write for myself it really doesn't matter how long it is i just uh, i just say what i need to say sometimes that's 15 minutes and what's 15 minutes that's definitely over 2000 words sometimes it's two minutes which is about maybe three four hundred words
0: i just say what i need to say and for your, for your personal blog post, how long does that process of writing take you on average?
1: That also depends. So I've written things in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but then the most recent things I've written were really longer pieces. And I, I couldn't even say how long it took because I've been working on them for a few weeks. Just whenever I had a little bit, do some research, I based in some links. So it could easily have been like five to ten hours. I wouldn't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and what is your single best piece of advice for for beginner writers?
1: Just, just start writing and don't be afraid to put it out there. I think that's the that's the best thing you can do. Like, I think. Many people just get so obsessed with with being afraid of, of like oh someone else say people won't like it and honestly 99 percent of the times no one will read it so so it's not a big deal and just get it out there and if if some like you know it's this general thing in life you know where we think that people think about us all the time but actually no one does like we're not as important to other people as we think we are but think once you accept that in your writing as well it's just just get it out there i've been writing online like consistently for a year and a half but before that for since 2016 maybe and i can't remember a single bad comment or like negative feedback i've received maybe it has happened like once or twice but but just think about it like five years and maybe let's say two negative comments so i don't know if, if you're holding back for that i, I just think it's time to realize that that just people that aren't waiting to critique you
0: mm-hmm. yeah and final question where can people connect with you or support you um yeah best place would be on twitter
1: just at at vdv so it's at kjellvdv um and yeah i can i think that directs to my website as well and if they want to follow me at linkedin they'll first have to figure out how to spell my name so just twitter's is, twitter's is fine perfect
0: and we'll put all those links in the description below thank you so much kiel it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show and thank you for all your advice Yeah, I hope that was useful.